Welcome to the Ludgate Podcast, Episode 4. I'm your host, Jack Regan. This podcast is sponsored by AIB. This week, I'm joined by Matthew Brownie, founder of the Skibreen Food Company. The food brand has grown rapidly over the last couple of years and is now available to buy globally. Stocked by retailers such as Supervalue, Tesco and Sainsbury's. Let's get into the episode. I'm joined by Matthew Brownie, uh, owner of Skibreen Food Company. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Matthew. Thanks, uh, Jack. Thanks. Great to be here. Yep. Um, we'd also like to mention that this podcast is in partnership with the Ludgate, and um, we'd like to shout out them as well uh, for helping West Cork businesses, especially in the rural community. Um, so I suppose, Matthew, if you want to tell our listeners a little bit, a little bit about yourself um, and kind of your connection to West Cork and have you been here your whole life or... Yeah, okay. Well, um, yeah, well, I'm Matthew. I'm from originally from New Zealand. I've come from a place uh, in the North Island on the West Coast called uh, Wanganui, which is now pronounced Fonganui. But um, yeah, literally, uh, I, uh, I've been a professional chef for the last 25 to 27 years. And uh, I kind of traveled from New Zealand, Australia, uh, where I met my future wife, Anne. And now we've uh, settled in um, Skibbereen in, in West Cork. And uh, I kind of, yeah, I'm very busy with the new company. Um, obviously, I've lived in Ireland now for 23 years. And, uh, yeah, I lived in Dublin for about 12 years. And really, my background was being a professional chef from, um, from early days of about 20 years of age. And, yeah, I just kind of travelled around and... Um, got my knowledge and fell in love with food all around the world uh and not particularly just irish food but all kind of uh areas of food and um that's what i've kind of done really jack and uh yeah here i am in skibbering west cork with uh my lovely wife and uh, two kids and uh business and a house and anything else i uh, feel i need to get into <laughs> happy days and uh, for anyone who doesn't know about the business uh tell us a little about the skibbering food company and how it started Okay, well, uh, the Skibbering Food Company is an outsourcing company uh, that produces a range of uh, pork snacks um, called Scratch My Pork, which would have been the first one in September last year. September 220, I brought out another range called Pork Crunch. Uh, They hadn't really been on the Irish market. So, um, yeah, it was kind of niche, but it's grown to where it is today. But uh, it all started back when uh, I went back to CIT when I was about 38 years of age. Um, and I did my um, my culinary arts degree at CIT, which was something I always wanted to do to get really get better at what I wanted to do, which was chefing at that particular point in time. And uh, the first module or the first, first module we had was um, product development. And I never come across product development. And in, in so many ways, I thought of it, if I actually put it into uh, product development to even addition, the kitchen, I think we could really come out with something because it's as a whole structure rather than just how I feel or how someone else's taste. You can actually. So what I did is we had to we were offered a, um, a gap in the Irish market to find a gap in the Irish market or improve on a product. And I kind of always wondered why pork scratchings weren't on the Irish market. So that's what I chose, and uh, off we went. Got good marks, and etc. And presented well within within the um, within my class. And then the hospitality and tourism department um, asked me if I'd represent the department for the um, CIT Innovation Award, 
which in two th- which I think in when was it two two thirteen I think um, we uh, I won the best business plan award for that, and it wasn't I don't know I put a lot of work into it, but I think at that stage it was actually the competition that made me go for it. We had cues, people very interested. And I literally, yeah, that's how it kind of really, that's the other CIT was the uh, catalyst uh, behind the whole product idea, really. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, so, I mean, that that's the rural beginnings. I suppose there's a story as we go on. I, I don't know if you want me to carry on, Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, go for it. Yeah, no, tell us, tell us it all. Yeah, no, I'm sure okay, listeners so, really want to know the whole. So, basically, basically from there, like I was, I was working, I was working, um, from there, I wanted to do this. So I suppose my naivety, I traveled around Ireland trying to find a manufacturer, but it didn't work. Uh, there, was not, there wasn't really anyone. And it's a specific, it's a, it's a different product than uh, what everyone thinks. And so what I, what I did is I worked, I, I had everything in place at this stage, except I didn't have a manufacturer. So I flew to England, UK, through a, through a person that I was put onto. And I presented to two pork scratching companies in their office, and one of them took me on. And today, it's uh, the, the company in Warsaw is the, still the company that we've grown the business with. So I suppose from there, Jack, I went to um, – what did I do? I worked knowing that I had very limited money, and I worked um, six months, pretty much six, seven days a week in the chefing arena where I was working from Bantry up to Ross Carberry – uh, skibbering, anything I get my hands on, it was in the summer period. So I was kind of just working around as much as I can to grab as much money. And then the the first um, the first pallet came over, I think, on the, as I remember, on, Jesus, was it the 14th? Yeah, the 14th of April, 2014. And uh, it was in a in not a very uh, attractive white bag and a kind of sticker on it. And it was there I did a nine-month test market where literally 40,000 bags were sold. And there we ha- I had a market for it. So, um, I mean, thinking back now, I was wondering if I had a crystal ball <laughs> to see what the future, I probably wouldn't have done this because it, it is extremely hard. But um, I've grown the business. Um, I had a bit of help in the early stages and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's a lot of hard work. But a lot of hard work has paid off. And where, where it is today... After almost six, seven, almost seven years—is it seven years? Yeah. I can't remember. Seven years of the business is that um, you know we, you know, uh, apart from the Irish market that you know you hang in there. Uh, you're really um, you know into the UK market where I got my first international kind of, um, even though it's manufactured in the UK in Wales, and then Amazon really took off for me and now we're in Sainsbury's in the uh, UK which which is absolutely huge and and a dream of mine when I was only hearing about these things you know in CIT you know nine years ago thinking you know you're going to hit one of the biggest retailers in uh, in the UK and well-known retailers within Europe so I mean it's tough going there's a lot of pressure with that but yeah I suppose I suppose there's a lot of stories in between which I, I probably won't get into all in 25 minutes. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, there's been times, there's been times where it's been very tough. But what I did decide, and one of the big advantages of this, <clears throat> is I am an outsourcing company. And I've never tried to hide that, not that I flash it on the bag or the website or whatever. And um, what I did is made sure 
that my family was always looked after based on the business. So I always had a wage coming in. And still today, I uh, some people will see me down part-time in the Sparkhawk Road, working with Paul Conley and the great team down there that I really like working there. And even though possibly today, you know, money isn't the main feature, I'm financially okay, I still do it because that's where, the, that's where I came from, working from the ground up. And there's no need to just throw in something if you enjoy and you can manage your company. So, you know, I was always working. I was always working, sometimes uh, foolishly, wasting a lot of time in a kitchen where I could have been taking a back seat uh, as a head chef and just doing a job and really concentrating on the business. I think that's one of the reasons why I was, um, you know, it's taken me a while rather than, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, in the first three years, you should be making profit and all that. I mean, that's depending on how fast I wanted to work or how I manage myself and my own company and my own family. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basic. That's kind of basically one of the biggest things. I mean, um, you know, I suppose a lot of help as well through this from the West Cork Development Program through to the local West Cork Inter- uh, Enterprise Board. You know, I mean, they've been fantastic in CCAD as well. I mean, you know, when you're starting out, you probably really don't get, well, for me anyway, you didn't really get what these funding opportunities do. But it, as you learn and grow as a business person and go on this journey, um, you come better at what you do, just like anything, just like just like anything, just like um, playing the guitar. You don't start off very well. And then as you keep practicing, you get better and better at it. And what I did find is, even with Sainsbury's, is it wasn't about financial, yeah, there's one side of it, but it was, for me, was I ready for this? Was I ready to talk to a buyer? Was I ready to sell myself to a buyer? Not just say what they wanted to hear and not back it up and then find out that I'm flat on my... Um, but shall we say in three or four months and actually back it up and have that. And yes, there's a financial side, but there's also a side as a person, as a business person, all the learnings that, and the knowledge that you've uh, got and the people you have around you as well. I like, even though I'm an outsourcing team, I have very, very good um, people around me and I haven't changed that. I let one or two people in now and then to kind of do, but sometimes it just doesn't work like that for me. I have my, you know, if it's my branding company, my manufacturer, my packaging company, my digital marketing, my website person, my advisors. And, you know, um, that's what I stick to because it works. And it's taken me a long time to get that. And if it's a distributor in Ireland, a distributor in Wales, the guy that looks after Amazon, I mean, the listing is fine, looks after all that. Um, It's very important. And, um, you know, the more and more I engage with them, the better. And they've turned into very good colleagues. And, you know, it's always good to see them because they do work for you. And there's a lot. And to find those kind of people are very important because there are a lot of people out there uh, that will do a 50 percent solution for you. And unfortunately, when you've got your own business, you need need them to engage and give you 100 percent as much as you've probably put in 100 percent to get where you are. You know, so I've talked about (laughs) yeah no it's great and uh like you've said there it's a long journey and you were touching on it there like what would be the i suppose the biggest like thing you would do differently if you to go back or like what was your biggest learning curve um probably yeah good question i i suppose i would have i would have had the balls to 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 do you know rather than asking everyone all the time just do it and to find out the only thing is what i will say is and it's easy for me to say uh, 
failure, failure has never been a big thing in anyone's life if you fail. And, and especially in Ireland with um, business, I feel, failure is a huge thing. And, you know, you can let that um, kind of, if you have that fear I, of failure, I think you'll actually succeed a lot more. Um, but, yeah, I would have had the balls rather than just, you know, in the beginning doing this. And, you know, but, that, but yet again, there's this flip side. That's where you do need advisors and you do need people because, but today, here I am talking on a podcast, Making Sense. Ha, have this six years ago, Jack, it would have been completely different and probably a very, uh, the it would have been a 47-year-old guy talking like I was 21. You know, I'll get in my 21st because it's, like I said, the journey, it's a learning curve as well. And it's a learning curve to stay away from certain, it could be certain um, companies that, you know, that uh, approach you about things. It could be um, focusing, you know what I mean? Here I am today and a phone call comes in and then I turn my attention and I'm not on this now. It's finish what you're here to do and stick to what and focus on what, the, your main goals are going forward. And one of the major go- goals now is, is sales and new contracts because we can all talk, and don't get me wrong, you need to back that up with marketing and digital marketing and all that. But it's really important to stay focused on what you need to do because you don't want to be putting money into areas where you haven't got the money, where you can actually put all your efforts into sales, new contracts. And that's what I do. That's what I do when I use the funding to get new contracts and um, engage with people to try and take my product on, uh, and then there is more money for all that co- all that kind of um, uh, you know extra stuff, and to spend a little bit more on that. But be very careful with uh, the way you spend spend your money, and uh, you know. So I suppose for my business, it's it's two different things. So I got a wage coming in, which I live off, and now the company it just keeps building as a financial uh, cash cow if me and my family ever need it, but we just keep, we just keep building that. And, you know, um, there's no way I'm a millionaire <laughs> and I don't think it ever will be. And if it is fantastic, but you know, sooner or later I will have to bring people into the company because I do this all myself. Um, and I have, you know, distributors and distributors around if it's Ireland and uh, in the UK, and that has to be managed. And, you know, it's managed from my office at home at the moment. And maybe it's time um, I did look at that, but that's something down, you know, that may be something for next year. Yeah. I don't know. I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> yeah, no, you are totally making sense. And I suppose, like, with all those things, and, you know, you're a one man team at the moment, um, like, what keeps you motivated uh, to keep going with the business venture? Motivated? Um, my, uh, my family, really. Uh, that yeah, is it that? Yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, you have to start back and reflect on certain things, Jack, as well. And that's why I did it. I didn't do it for um, you know, you know, uh, for you or for the podcast today. Or and possibly back six years ago, if you met me, all I would do is talk about how amazing my product is, and it's better than sliced bread and um, the water that we have out of our taps to keep us alive. You know. But um, what I have learned is I did it for the family and that's what it was. It was was nothing else. The little bit of success or the success that people may think, that's up to them. But I keep that to myself. You know, I, I, after this today, I'm going out to mow the lawns, Jack. There's nothing much, uh, (laughs) there's nothing much different from, you know, I don't sit there and dwell and have an ego. In fact, 
more time I, I spend on helping other little co other companies and other people um, uh, on, you know, on the business acumen. And I've helped people, you know, chefing positions and different stuff and contacts there as well. So I'm not really, I always, I always wondered what it would be like if you actually got to this kind of regime where you're standing up doing presentations and all that all the time. And I have no problem with it, but I don't live, you know, I don't get, do I get a kick out? Nah, I get a kick of, you know, sticking around with my family, having a barbecue, having my friends around and really just being a normal person. I think that's been my upbringing from chefing. You know, I started from nothing and you work your way up, you know? Yeah. And I suppose what would be, if I, you know, how would you switch off? Like you said, there, you're going out to cut the grass after, like, you know, it's your, you're going, you know, if you're not working on the Skibbering Food Company, you're doing a bit of chefing, you're down in the deli, um, obviously with lockdowns now, that might be a bit different, but how would you switch off and, you know, what would you like to do in your free time? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a hard one. I think we talked about <laughs> when we, uh, last week, if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, find, I find it very hard to switch off and I have to, I get a kick up the ass from my uh, uh, wife, actually, if I'm allowed to say ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, there's no censor on this. Yeah, there's no, um, there's, yeah, I... I wouldn't say I'm a workaholic, but I have to be doing something all the time. And um, yeah, I, I do. I do work myself up and geez, I've got to get that done and this, that and the next, but um, it doesn't really, I find it very hard, but what I do, what I do find at the moment, the weekends are mine uh, and you know, it's with the kids or um, you know, a nice bottle of wine and a movie or something like that. But I am, I am a major uh, cricket fanatic as well. So uh I uh, I played up in Dublin there, so um, against a lot of the against and with a lot of the Irish team back in the day. So um, you know I like that. I love my rugby, so I do. But um, you know what turned out today to be a pretty not busy day has turned into be a busy day, and that's what that's where business is. Is that you have to be prepared to put in the long hours. So you might have one thing on your list, and then ten e ten emails come in, and you you know. I'm not the guy that likes to put it on a long finger. I need to get it done. And actually my relaxation is my, the, the list that has 15 things on. If I can get that down to none, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's that, that's just me. I'm an impatient guy. You can ask my wife that I'm impatient, but the impatient, the impatient side of me has driven my business as well. There's a good side to that and a bad side to that. Yeah. Okay. Cause you have to look after your health uh, as well, you know? Yeah, like speaking to a few different business owners, I think that's probably the biggest thing that people can't kind of, and it's probably like a thing that people never really figure out really, but it's how to like balance it all. And I suppose it comes with years and years and years of practice. And I, I don't think anyone can really balance it all at the start, especially when you're trying to get things going. Um, and I, I don't know really um, when people could balance it out, but a lot of people struggle um, to balance kind of work life. I think by having, I think one way of making it, I, I won't say about um, switching off, but to make it easier is to have the structures in place. And I mean structures, I mean, this is me. This is this is my shipping thing coming through to me. And it was always, and one of my, and th this is where shipping has been a good thing in, in this career as well, or any, or any, any, any career I pursue or any different area I go in, Jack, is that shipping and I, you know, I work with some very good chefs during my career that I could say if it was Wellington, Mondo Cucino with Kerry Mackay and the two Scottish lads, Paul and Kenny, 
to um, jo, uh, John Michelle Sherbert in the uh, 40-foot restaurant up in Dublin as the junior sous chef, he, especially John Michelle, he taught me organisation of a kitchen. And everything has a place, and not necessarily on the plate, but it makes it easy to put out the food if you have everything in place. So if you see my wall, you, you will have lists of stuff where I need, if someone out, oh, shit, I need to get that done. It's up on the wall, not looking through a computer. It's not there. So just today, this morning, I was doing my weights of boxes, scratch my pork and pork crunch, because, I, because Amazon requires certain weights for them to go in. So every this is me getting annoyed at myself. This should have been done ages ago. And here I am doing that because now I can sit there in my office and, okay, so these three pallets are going to be this, has to be picked up there. So you're managing that kind of stuff. So having structured in, in my lists of stuff and the people that have worked with me, I would have all this on the kitchen wall where we'd know we'd have numbers. We, we would get the job done and and restrict the carelessness or the mistakes that we could make, okay? Yeah, and I think that's yeah. a big thing for me. If I, if I could, you're never going to get 100%. Perfection is something that it's an ideal and it's never going to happen. Uh, but you can get close to it. And that's what I like to do, you know, perfection. Uh, because if you do get perfect at something, then I probably wouldn't be on this podcast. I could be a multimillionaire, but it's never going to be you're pushing towards that minimizing the mistakes. And my chefing career has, ta has taught me that. Uh, yeah, everything, everything detailed. The attention to detail is important. Uh, is is very important, you know. Yeah, and I've uh, I've a couple of quick fire questions for you yeah. now, Matthew. Yeah, so, sure. uh, if you did open Spotify, um, what would be your like go to music artist? Like, who are you listening to at the moment? Okay, well, you're gonna laugh, and everyone else that knows me, I'm a massive Eric Clapton fan. I mean, massive. I have about, I still liked him at about six years old, still like and saw him about 10 times. And I have collect memorabilia. It's really sad, I suppose. <laughs> for me, for me, he was a guy, guy that I was very interested in music and as a person. So that that's without a doubt. And anyone that knows, well, not a lot of people know, but everyone will know now. <laughs> yeah, it's out now. Yeah. Um, favorite holiday destination? Oh, ooh, I'll go back to New Zealand. Taupo, Taupo, yeah. Acacia Bay, mate. And uh, the last question I have for you will be: You're having dinner, and you can have three guests, and they can, you know, they can be dead or alive. Who's sitting at your table? Okay, uh, Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say my father, and um, who else would I say now? Um, I would say, I'd say. I'll do another two. I'll go uh, Dan Carter and Brian O'Driscoll. That'd be a good chat, to be fair. Mm. Two of them. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um, and then the final thing I have for you mm -hmm. is, and this is kind of to top it off now, what would be your goals from both a personal perspective and from a business point of view? Okay. Okay. Um, well, from a business perspective, I suppose, is um, keep driving the business forward. Um you know, keep growing the business. Um, this is a bit of advice for everyone. And it was actually a mate of mine. He's one of my, he would do a financial advice. He's a friend of mine, my best man. And he said, you have to be growing your business all the time. It doesn't matter how small or how big. It could be adding one little product to Amazon. 
It could be a massive contract in UK or whatever, but keep driving it forward, keep moving, keep moving forward. Um, from a business and from a personal from a personal perspective, um, I suppose switching off more and really just uh, enjoying uh, in, enjoying. I, well, I do enjoy life. I mean, that's that silly thing to say. Um, enjoy. I don't know. Enjoying. Um, enjoying. Um, Enjoying friends and family probably a little more. I mean, I'm at home um, and like I'm home now, but I'm working, you know, where I could easily just after this go, listen, I'm taking the rest of the day off. But that's how driven I am. I, I just want this to uh, tend for my family financially and uh, keep learning and thing. I, like, I suppose the last thing there, Jack, is um, it's not about the money. It's about before you die, the success and completion of what, I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. No, not that anyone has pointed at me. And that's a massive thing for me. Uh, completion, you know, maybe one day the business will, uh, will move on. I'll move on from the business. So, you know, what's my next thing? And there is other things I want to do. So that's, yeah. that's kind of my philosophy, you know. Matthew, thanks very much for uh, jumping on the podcast today. And uh, where can people find you on social media? If they want to give you a follow on Instagram and Facebook or your website. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, well, I'm on uh, fa- Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I've got a YouTube channel, which I haven't really plugged that much. The Kiwi Culture, they'll know that. And uh, yeah, the website, obviously, you'll see all the products there, like on www.skibberingfuco.com. But you guys, look, you'll find me around anyway. Just go to the Skibbering Food Company. It usually pops up in uh, Google pretty much straight away. Yeah, we'll link it in the description anyway. Matthew, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. Have a good day. Thanks, Jack. Thanks a million.